Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. I want to tell you a story. This is a shit story, a shit post, if you will. It's a story that's not for the weak of stomach, the lacking in intestinal fortitude, or the faint of heart. This is a story that's going to take you deep into the human spirit to observe things that you never thought were possible. So, there we were in Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. We're about to leave on a 12-hour bus ride. In this case, it was a 14-hour bus ride. Now, I don't know what kind of genius designed these buses, but they're sleeper buses. They have double bunk beds, three in each row, and they're obviously meant for sleeping. For some reason, hadn't included a toilet in the construction of this bus. So the bus, not really designed for humans, must be designed for some alien species. I don't really know, but uh, the bus has to stop every three hours. So again, on the bus, we're playing some, being on the bus around 10 p.m., we're playing some cards and uh, eating some Bangladeshi snacks, some Snickers and some Mr. Twist potato chips. You know when you, you look at a Pringles potato chip and you might not even notice, I mean, you might think, yeah, I guess that kind of is shaped like a potato. I guess it could like chop a potato into that shape and magically make it so each one's slotted into each other into a can. Uh, it might not even occur to you that Pringles is a formed product. It's not actually chipped in that way. It's actually like molded into that shape. When you look at a Mr. Twist potato chip, it's kind of like a, a twisty pasta. Uh, I don't know what you call that, linguine or some shit. Uh, twist, twisty pasta shape. And these things, you know, they probably don't have much nutritional value. They're probably more oil than potato dust. They have, you know, a little bit of air inside them. That's probably more nutritional than, than the oil and the potato combined. And a little salt just to make it palatable. These things probably have more artificial preservatives and, you know, they, they probably last 100 years if you freeze dry. Um, probably not so good for you. The thing was, it got to around 6 a.m. and it's the, the last stop before we get into Dhaka, but it's still a few hours before we do, especially with the traffic. So we get off. Uh, I, I can't bring myself to have any breakfast at this truck stop restaurant type deal. Get out and I, I walk very quickly towards the bathroom, take the first stall that's available, and of course, the first first one available was a squat toilet. Eastern style, as you might call it, euphemistically called. And I'm, I'm standing there, take down my pants, I, I squat down, I'm pressing my arms against each side of the stall to try to maintain my balance and I'm feeling like it's like a like, a, like an image out of some anime where the main character is about to enter the body of a mechanical alien uh, and is feeling the mental anguish of having to push his his consciousness into this machine. That's how I felt. And that's probably how I looked if someone had a pervert camera in that room at that moment. And I'm squatting and exerting this, this force on my bowels and uh, all that comes out is a bunch of air like 
okay, that was kind of relaxing. Not really what I was hoping for. I, I get up and put my pants on. Can't manage to get anything out. I walk out, the bus is still closed. I'm like, all right, going, going back in, going for round two. Uh, I managed to, to get a commode. The cleaner comes in, wipes down the floor for me. I sit down, nothing. Here's the thing, like pooping on someone else's schedule. Who really wants to poop on someone else's schedule? When I want to poop, that's when I want to poop. That's, that's when I need to poop. My bowels have, have a rhythm of their own, you know, carefully progressing in their, in their own style. When it's, when it's ready, it will come. What I really need is some candlelight bouncing off a feng shui designed water feature, some aromatherapy, some light music, maybe some Marvin Gaye or some Enya, um, maybe a little glass of Shiraz, maybe a book of poetry, 20, 30, 40 minutes of calm, contemplative time on my own to really come to grips with human nature, contemplate what it is to exist and release the monster, the monument, the mountain of brown matter that is a sculpture representative of all the spicy dal that I've consumed in the past 24 hours. But pooping on a schedule, fuck that. So of course nothing, nothing came out but like 20 grams. It wasn't very satisfying. I got out, got, it, got out of the toilet, washed my hands. The bus was still closed. I thought, oh, maybe I can go for, for round three. But when I went back into the bathroom, I saw the cleaning dude. It was still there. I couldn't bring myself to enter the bathroom. I thought, this motherfucker's gonna think that I'm some kind of pooping pervert, like a get off, I'm having a, a guy in a developing nation wipe seats off for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was it was quite embarrassing. So I, I went I went back to the bus. You know, I thought, well, maybe I've relieved enough tension so I can last the, the three or so hours to Dhaka. Big mistake. Never assume when it comes to your bowels. You got to love your bowels, respect the bowels, respect the force of nature that lies within you. That is the key point. Key, a key lesson in this fable, this fabulous journey that I'm relating to you. So we got on the bus and after about an hour, I'm trying to control my mind, trying to stop fantasizing about going to the back of a bus and taking a dump in like a large McDonald's big shank cup or fantasizing about walking out into the ocean, into a beautiful sunset pulling down my pants and releasing a romantic aquaturd that floats off into the blue distance. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. And I remembered, I remembered this story my ex-girlfriend told me. She, she introduced a story like, hey, you know that uh, women don't poop around guys have just met, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't know that. Why would I know that? Why is that, why, why, why is that existing in this reality? She said, sure, happens all the time. 
you know, women don't want uh, fruity flavors emerging from the hotel bathroom. They, they don't want even, they, they don't want the sound of a, of a big relaxing turd coming out of the hotel room. They don't want even the scent of phosphor from a lit match coming out of that hotel room. I said, okay, I guess. She said she had a friend, went on a dirty weekend with a new lover. Three days, no bowel movements. Third day, emergency room. Her body had gone into toxic shock. Couldn't take it. <laughs> I tried to comfort myself. I'm back here on the bus in Bangladesh, I think. Well, it's only like five hours at most. I, I think my body can take it. It's not three days. I, I don't think I'm going to end up in a hospital because of this glorious event that's, that's happening. Going into my mind, I'm chanting like a mantra. I can handle this. I can handle this. I'm trying to like shut off my body from my consciousness so I don't have to think about this strange sensations going through my bowels, circling around like a, a, a whirlwind, a whirlpool inside of me, focusing. I can handle this. I can handle this. You know, I've had many interesting experiences, challenges that I've had to meet. I've spoken and performed in front of hundreds, crowds of hundreds, and I've had to face many aspects of myself and personal development have had to look into the face of fear and had to say, fuck it, I'm going anyway. I've had to do all these, all these kinds of things, dig, dug deep into my soul and psychedelic journeys and seen elements of my subconscious that I never anticipated. But I'll tell you this, those hours on that bus, they were my finest. And if brave men see the kind of strength and courage that I exerted during those hours. They would be inspired. Their mind would be blown. They would look to those moments as guidelines on how to govern their lives. That is how powerful what I experienced was for me. Still there chanting, I can handle this. I can handle this. Somehow, I get some kind of insight. It's like a divine revelation. What I realize is most of the pressure in my bowels is actually gas, or a lot of it, not solid or liquid. And if I can tilt my butthole in exactly the right way, open the valve, unlock the puzzle, to let off exactly the right amount of tension, it's gonna let that gas valve open and no liquid or solid is going to come out. So carefully adjust my butthole on the, on the bus and at the risk of poisoning everybody, these 80 or so poor Bangladeshi souls, I release the gas. Comes out smoothly. Nobody complains. Nobody shouts. Maybe it's okay, I figure. Around 10 a.m. Finally, my, my, uh, my companion next to me wakes up, apparently unaware of the arduous journey, arduous personal 
voyage that I'm experiencing. He asked me how I am. I said, not too good, buddy. Uh, I really need to go to the bathroom. He asks the uh, conductor in Bangla if we can uh, take, a, take a quick stop. They basically said, hey, we've already taken three stops. What do you think this is? We're not going to stop again for, for a stupid foreigner. My buddy asked me, well, how bad is it? I said, i got to be honest. I'll admit the embarrassing truth. I'm about two centimeters away from shitting myself. He says, okay, get ready. I put on my shoes, get down from the bunk. The bus stops. We get off. Now, people have stories about service station toilets. Everybody has their own little fond memories that they have about toilets and service stations that didn't even look like toilets. In this case, this toilet didn't even look like a toilet. It was in a service station that didn't even look like a service station in, de in a developing nation. This how, you know, it's a serious situation. I couldn't even find my way to the washroom. It wasn't obvious where it was. It did have some redeeming qualities. I mean, the floor was covered in dirt that somebody had tracked in. It covered in all flavors of excrement. That the redeeming qualities was it did have a butt jug to wipe my butt, to wash my butt, and it did have a door. So in moments like these, you have to be grateful for the little luxuries that life affords you. So even in those moments, I can maintain some sense of dignity by closing the door while I attempted to evacuate the innermost depths of my soul and body in the service station bathroom. So I squat down on the, on the toilet and managed to get out <laughs> something, a little something special, liquid, solid, gas, you know, every, everything coming out there. Uh, when the pressure was on, my, my uh, digestive system really pulled through, washed my butt with the butt jug. Now, here's an important thing. When you're traveling in a developing nation, just as every Mexican knows, always bring TP. So I had TP in my pocket. Intelligent man, be prepared for any situation. You know, scouts on or all that bullshit. Uh, that's what <laughs> that's what you got to do. One thing I didn't know, remember though, always bring soap when you're traveling. Take a couple of those travel soaps from. <laughs> the uh, hotel bathroom or always remember that because you never know the kind of situation you're going to be in. Luckily I didn't get too much poop on my hands but because uh, <laughs> I had the toilet paper. We get out, got out of the toilet. My buddy's there and he says the bus is gone. I'm like really? Um, the bus with all our stuff on it. He's like yeah that very bus gone. He was very calm, and uh, later I commended him. I said, you know, you really, uh, that situation could have been very difficult, but it wasn't because you, you were so cool about it. What I didn't realize was he knew all along that the bus was just going to take off on us. Like, <laughs> when we got off the bus, he knew that was going to happen. Uh, that's why he was so cool. Uh, you know, he kept me in the dark about that. <laughs> but oh well. He figured uh, it's just easier to take a, a, a taxi into town by that stage anyway. So, uh, whatever. The, the, the thing was, 
um, we left our stuff on the bus with his cousin and we figured, uh, uh, I guess he figured that that would be cool. Problem was, uh, the bus stops, his cousin gets, gets off the bus, uh, you know, wakes up, gets off the bus, starts to stretch, and then just behind him, there's a gust, gust of wind, the bus takes off, and it's him before he realizes, before he turns around, this is about 200 meters down the road. He starts running, hoofing it. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, I guess my, my buddy planned this out. He knew that there would be a police checkpoint a few hundred meters down the road, because that's what happens when you get close to the city limits. So uh, we saw uh, my, our buddy's cousin, my buddy's cousin, uh, yelling and, and jumping up and down a couple hundred meters down the road. So we hoofed it. I'm rubbing dirt on my hands to try to um, try to clean them a little bit, like a like a pig's dirt bath or something like that. Get on the bus, lie down in the bunk. I say, what a relief! You know, we got into Dhaka like maybe an hour later. I got into the bus station. You know, I I don't go to church. I'm not affiliated with the Catholic Church, but I think that when I die they should commend me to the church as a saint because when I got into that bus depot bathroom I pulled down my pants and I looked at my tidy whities and I saw that there wasn't a single skid mark on those white underwear and that my friends is a miracle so if you're ever feeling depressed you ever find yourself in a tough position a challenging moment you don't know what to do just look to old Uncle Kurt think about that tough situation that I went through, that challenge of the human spirit, of my intestinal fortitude, my literal intestinal fortitude, and just imagine what is possible on this earth. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. And always remember, bring some TP and bring some soap. See you guys.